It's time for Rama for today. Well, you see, he's uh, he's just newly gotten saved. Well, he actually had been saved one time before, but now then he's filled with the Spirit. Never had been filled with the Spirit. And we had anything to do. We had a lot of work to do. He, I mean, he was there. Man, he was just there. You turn around, he's there. Until his dad-in-law said to me, who was one of my deacons, Brother Hagin, he said, I'm afraid Paul's going to lose his crop. He's up here at the church so much, you see. Anything I had to do, I mean, he was there. Finally, I said to him, now, Paul, don't neglect your crop. He's a farmer, you see, then. Don't neglect your crop. You, 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 uh, you know, uh, Brother Hagin, he said, I, everything, I, everything's fine. I'm not neglecting. I said, well, fine. I just wanted to be sure now. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching, Godliness is Profitable. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And I said to myself, See, not because his church even taught it, because he had read it in the Bible. Now, how much do I expect to make this year? He was a farmer. I don't mean just had one little farm. He farmed hundreds of acres. And this is many, many years ago when, you know, $10,000 would be like 30, 40, 50, even 100,000 today. He said, well, I expect to make $100,000 this year. Pretty good for a farmer, isn't it? So he didn't have... The money, I, I, I want to get it in on this convention. He went to the bank because he owned land and borrowed the money. In fact, he said, I, I borrowed 20000 I gave more than tithes. I gave 20000 See, double. Borrowed it. And paid it in advance. Now, everybody, when the time came, because this is many years ago, talked about it. You see... Uh, they didn't have all of the sprays and the chemicals they got nowadays. They just had to trust God. But cotton fields around him, the bow evils came, and different kind of insects came. People would drive from 100 miles to look at his. They'd pile up on the fence. Some of, them, some of these, on some things, had worms came. Locusts came, and they piled up knee-deep nearly at the fence of his farm, and his farm flourished. People came from miles around. People came from miles around just to see it. And he made over $200,000. See, he had honored God. Now God honors him. You may have noticed at camp meeting the men I made mention to, Paul Hinton from Farmerville, I called him on the platform one night. Told you about him coming back to God while I was there at that old Farmerville church. Well, you see, he's, uh, he's just newly gotten saved. Well, he actually had been saved one time before, but now then he's filled with the Spirit, never had been filled with the Spirit. And we had anything to do. We had a lot of work to do. He, I mean, he was there. Man, he was just there. You turn around, he's there. Until his dad-in-law said to me, who was one of my deacons, Brother Hagin, he said, I'm afraid Paul's going to lose his crop. He's up here at the church so much, you see. Anything I had to do, I mean, he was there. Finally, I said to him, now, Paul, don't neglect your crop. He's a farmer, you see, then. Don't neglect your crop. You, 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 uh, you know, uh, Brother Hagin, he said, I, everything, I, everything's fine. I'm not neglecting. I said, well, fine. I just wanted to be sure now. 
Well, I resigned the church and left before in, in, in well, about the first part of July, right at the end of June. He's going to, his cotton crop's coming off in the fall, see, September, October. And so I asked the pastor then that followed me there, what about Paul? He said, Brother Egan, he's the only one out of the whole group that made the crop. <laughs> it just didn't rain. They had no irrigation, nothing then. It didn't rain. Everybody else had no crop. People came from several, on Sunday afternoon, said it looked like a parade by his farm. People came, you see, they couldn't believe that here was a farm that's growing and flourishing. It would rain on his farm and wouldn't rain anywhere else. And the pastor said, I'll tell you, not only did he, he's the only man in the, this side, in the eastern part of this county and another county next to the only man that had a crop, but he come marching right in with his tithes. And I noticed that out of that very church, he has prospered financially, materially more than anybody else. But you see, he put God first. God said, them that honor me, I will honor. Now then you run into this that folks will say, well, yeah, Brother Hagin, you know, but paying tithes, that's just in the Old Testament. Remember Jesus said to the Pharisees, ye pay tithe of anus and mint and so on and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. Now notice what he said. Have neglected the weightier matters of the law, such as love, justice, and so on. Now notice, this ought to you have done. This ought ye have done. What did he just get through talking about? Paying tithe. He said, this you ought to have done. Jesus said it. Jesus said you ought to have done it. But you ought not to have neglected the other matters of mercy and justice. Are you following me? So he certainly didn't take sides against it. He sided in with it. Now, turn over to the book of Hebrews. Some folks said, well, that's not in the New Testament. I always thought the book of Hebrews was in the New Testament. <laughs> now look in the book of Hebrews and look at the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews. And here the writer of the book of Hebrews, which I believe is Paul. You know, there's a great controversy in theological circles. I'm not too much to follow theologians. I'd just rather follow the Bible. That's, you know, they sort of wonder whether Paul wrote or not, but, but uh, the, the language is Paul's. To tell you the real truth about one time when Jesus appeared to me a vision, I asked him and he told me Paul wrote it. Amen. Praise God. That's good enough for me. I believe Jesus ought to know who wrote it. But the language sounds just like Paul. I like to say it this way. The Holy Spirit said through the Apostle Paul. Now he, he starts out about Melchizedek. You know, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Now notice. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First 
being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was. Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils, and verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithe of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they came out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham, and blessed him that had the promise. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here men that die receive a tithes. Now here, present tense, men that die receive a tithes. But there he receiveth them, of whom it is witness that he liveth. Now who is it that it is witnessed that he liveth? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. I am he that was alive and dead and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And he goes on in this chapter to prove that Jesus Christ is a priest forever. After the order of Melchizedek. Are you following me? And he said, here men that die receive tithes. It looks like, you know, when you bring tithes into the storehouse or into the church that men that die receive tithes. But there he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth forever. Can you say amen? amen. You see, actually, we're not uh, paying tithes or giving tithes like they did actually under the law, but we are like Abraham did to Melchizedek. You see, that's what he's saying to our high priest. Now, the Bible teaches that God will honor them that honor him in paying tithes and of giving offerings. But then the Bible goes a step further than that. Turn with me to Proverbs, the 19th chapter, the 17th verse. The 19th chapter of Proverbs and the 17th verse. Here the Bible said, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he hath given. See, he's talking about giving to the poor. Instead of reading that, he that hath pity on the poor, you could read he that giveth unto the poor. Because he said, he that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord. Now notice this. And that which he has given. So he's talking about giving to the poor now. That which he has given. What about it? Will he pay him again? He who? The Lord. Hallelujah. No, he's not talking about paying your tithes to the poor. He's talking about giving to the poor. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. This year, we're celebrating 50 years of camp meetings. In honor of this momentous occasion, this month we're offering the four-volume set, Camp Meeting Classics. 
consisting of 16 CDs featuring Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, as well as a few special speakers such as Oral Roberts, John Osteen, Mark Hankins, and many others. You can get all of this for the price of $50, which is more than 50% off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We say at the end of our program, we thank our partners for helping yes. us. Yes. Well, somebody said, well, what is a Rhema partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly. Yes. And somebody that sends in an offering, whatever they can afford to send, at least once a month to help us to yes. support this program going all over the world. Yes. And if you would like to be a Word Partner Club member, you can go to rhema.org forward slash WPC and find out all about that. Yes. But we are so thankful for our partners. We could not do this without our partners. And for every person that's healed in our crusades, yes. for every person that is that comes to Jesus yes. in our crusades, off of this program, we get letters of people or emails from people mm -hmm. that, that have said the sinner's prayer That's right. with us here on the program. You have a part in that. You yes. might never see them. You might never know about it, but you got a part in their life being changed forever. So we want to thank all of you that are word partners and those that are going to be. Monday, we'll start a new and powerful teaching from Kenneth W. Hagen entitled, spiritual life and scriptural healing. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.